Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. From the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. This is the Tom and Terry show. We're um, live here in Sun City. Uh, I'm hoping that Terry will be, Dr. Terry Munther will be able to join me during the show. He's in Washington uh, doing uh, his uh, business back there. He's back into the education field uh, as superintendent of schools. And... Uh, He's doing very well in, in his new occupation, but it also requires quite a bit of a, his time. I want to start out today by thanking all of you that do call in and do listen to the show and email me saying how much this is helping you. It really gives me motivation to keep doing these shows. A lot of times people say, well, it seems like you say the same things over and over, and I have to say yes. It just depends on where a person is at as to how much help it's going to do for them. So whether you're what's in psychology is called a low-bottom person or a high-bottom person, if you're down, uh, what my book does is give you a chance to figure out how to, how to overcome the problems and have the success that you want. And when we go through that and start talking about, well, what, what is success and how do, you, how do you get to those places? What I've done with, with the book, and by the way, you can go on our website, which is successorfailure.org, and uh, look at uh, the data that's on there. And then you can actually read a few pages from the book for free. And then if you want, you can download the co- a copy of the book for $9.99. <clears throat> I just want you to know that all of that money after expenses goes to help autistic kids. So this is not a, a thing that we do for profit. This is uh, what we do to give back and uh, try to make life better for other people as uh, my, how, my higher power, my God, has done for me and, and my family, and I want to thank him for that. Um, one of the things in the book, I go through six, six chapters. It's, it's a simple book, and it, instead of writing this long, confusing, meandering trome of what it takes to get yourself the things you want in your life. And first of all, you have to decide what it is you want in your life. Define, sit down and say, I am in charge of my life and I don't have to be holding to other people. I just have to be beholding to my higher power. So how do you fit this into how your life is going now? And especially today, the day before Thanksgiving when we're sitting there thinking, well, what have I got to be thankful? I've got all these problems. Well, yeah, if you look at that as I've got all these problems, of course you do. But if you look at it the other way, they're opportunities. Problems are just opportunities for you to advance and to have a better place in your life. So what am I trying to get people to do is sit down with themselves in a quiet time, in a quiet space, with pencil and paper, you have to write this stuff down. As simple as it is, 
I mean, I can I can sit here and talk for an hour, and then you say, oh yeah, that that guy made some sense. You know, I got to do that sometime. Not going to happen. I got to do that sometime means I'm never going to do that. So what you have to decide is, I am in charge of me. This is the first day of the rest of my life. You've heard these cliches, and I'm full of those. Uh, But the bottom line is, you have to decide that if it is to be, it is up to me. That's ten two-letter words that allow you to take control of your life. Don't look for other people. I mean, in, in this case, I'm saying, I'm here to help you. There's a lot of people here to help you but you have to do it. If it is to be, it is up to me. That doesn't mean that you can't accept help from other people. It just means that you have to have the determination to to sit down with yourself, define what success is, and figure out, well, what do I really want? And is just having things going to make me a happy person? Is it going to make me a more productive person? Is it going to help me enjoy my life having no financial problems? Well, why don't you uh, look up and see, read, do some reading and research on people that uh, hit the lottery and get $100 million or more than a million dollars, which would be astronomical numbers to a lot of people, and find out how much happiness that brought them. It brought them some joy at first. And then they found out that there was responsibilities attached to that money. And uh, later on they found out they probably weren't in as good a position after they won the money as they were before. And it still comes down to they didn't define what success means to them. They didn't look at their life and put a financial goal that says, I... My life would, my my material life would be successful if I had these following things. If I had a car, if I had a this, if I had a diamond ring, if I was married, if I, if I, if I. But the point is, what are you doing to get those things? And if you look at it and you say, well, here's all the things I want. Here's the the house, the address I want to live at or the neighborhood I want to live in and these houses cost this much and this is how much it is a month to live there. This is where I want my kids to go to school. This is where um, these various things are going to happen for me. This is the club I want to belong to. I want to be able to play golf in the afternoon or whenever I want and I don't want to be worried about it. How much does all that cost? So you figure out exactly and you can see it in your mind and then you write it down exactly what is it that you're going to have meaning define what material things make you feel successful and I have to point out that it's not just getting more material things that make you successful it's being content and happy with the things that you decide to get so success is getting the things that you strive for, getting the things that you want. Now, what's happiness? Happiness is wanting the things you get. So you're the only one that can decide how much materialism is enough. And then once you get that materialism and you have yourself self-sustaining because you've applied the 10 two-letter words, if it is to be, it's up to me, you've made your list, you've defined what it looks like, just take a a time period, five years out, and say, this is how I want my life to be. I will be doing this. Like in my life, I look at it and I say, I want, I'm I'm the CEO of a country club, and I'm trying to get it turned around and and have it be a, a stable financial vehicle. And I've only been working on it for six and a half years, and I finally got it to a place where it looks, it's attracting more people, and they like it, and people are coming back, and that is that makes me very happy. So it should be financially stable. That's that's 
a good thing. Okay, now that I've accomplished that, that's a success thing. I got what I wanted. I got a, a, a golf course that I can work at, that I can enjoy the people, the members, and the guests, and I can take as much time as I want because I have a great staff that really wants to make this the best golfing experience we can get for other people. So that was something that I wrote down. Okay, now that I'm at that stage where it's just about to be very rewarding materialistically, then I have to look at, well, what what makes me happy? Happiness is wanting what you get. Success is getting what you want. This is my goal, and now I have it. Okay, I worked my tail off to get to that point. Now I'm sitting there saying to myself, well, if you get this and you have a good staff and they run it, how do you, how does that, does that make you happy? And the fact is, I find that I like doing things that, that are startup and and I can make things better. But once I get them up and running and they are better, then it's just a matter of hiring the right people that want to that see your same vision and want that to happen. So now what I'm working on is some other things, and this is. This is what I want you to think about. How do you how do you figure these things out in your life? Well, first of all, you got to have food, clothing, and shelter. So, the first part of your success plan should be: How do I get my food, clothing, and shelter taken care of, so that my investments are paying for it, not the sweat off my brow or off my back? It's what am I doing in my life to get a sustainable lifestyle so that I can put up with inflation, I can put up with a inefficient, uh, well, I have a new word for uh, our government, ineptocracy is what I think we have now. So it just makes it more certain that we have to look out for ourselves and not look out for somebody else giving us a handout. So that's that's my biggest part of my message. So what I'd like to talk about today is my chapter four. One of the things that we do in the book is we take you through different places in your life where you can actually look at and try to figure out what exactly, if I know how to get the things I want, and I'll, I'll digress and go into chapter three, uh, which really tells us uh, six steps to get to reach all of your goals. Okay, so if your goals for you to be successful are to, A, have your finances, have your investments take care of, meaning pay for, your food, clothing, and shelter. If that's what it is, then fix in in your mind the exact amount of money that would take. So how much does your investments have to earn so that you can have the house you want, the car you want, the clothes you want, the kids going to the right schools, all these things going on. So you don't have to be working for money. You can be working for your own pleasure, for your own happiness and the happiness of your family. So that's the first thing, fixing your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Number two, what exactly do you plan to give to get that amount? So how do you get enough money for investments? What if I'm 75? I'm still working. But you see, with me, my work is fun. I don't, I'm not working for a paycheck. In fact, I haven't got a paycheck from the efforts that I'm putting in here um, for six and a half years. Now, how, how many can do that without government support or government help or going on food stamps or going on any of that stuff that makes you a slave to other people's demands, and all you have to do is give up your vote for that. Uh, So what will you give to receive the amount that's necessary to cover the amount of money that you need? So part of that is the simple way is to save 10% of your income whatever level you're on. 
you can be making minimum wage or you can be making $100,000 a month. That doesn't matter to me. But in typical Americanism, you spend 60% on your lifestyle, no matter how much you make. You spend 30% on taxes. You spend 7% on insurance. And you spend approximately 3% you have for investment or discretionary investing or lifestyle investing. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. It does to you personally, but it doesn't in the national average. So when you look at that and you say to yourself, oh my God, um, it, it doesn't matter how much I make, I'm still going to spend 60%. Well, the answer to how you solve that riddle and get ahead in your life financially is you look at things and you say, out of whatever check I get, I'm going to take 10% and put it in a deposit in a bank account for me, no matter what happens, and that is for my investment. So whatever happens, I'm going to only spend 50% on my lifestyle, or I'm going to figure out how to pay less taxes, or I'm going to take a little more, exp uh, more um, shall we say, risk on and don't have as much insurance. Instead of having insurance that covers everything, 100% coverage, maybe you raise your, your limits and have five or $10,000 deductibles. And that, so you're, you're hedging against catastrophic problems and not day-to-day -day things. So that's, that's up to you to figure those two things out, how much you need, how much you desire. Those are two different things, right? Need and desire. So need is food, clothing, and shelter and taking care of your family. Okay. Desire is I don't want just a car. I want a new car. I want a new Porsche. I want a... If that's what you need, if that's what you desire, excuse me, um, that's totally up to you. So you, you just have to figure out how to earn more money so that you can do that. And that comes under what you'll give. Then you've got to establish a date. And always try to get people, depending on your age, look five years out. Now, at 75, when I look five years out, I still see a bright future because I'm in good health and I think I'm going to last for a long time. And I'm planning to last for a long time. If I don't, it doesn't matter because I won't run out of money by the time I get there. So that that's kind of the attitude that I would like you to do develop for yourself. Create a definite plan and begin at once to put that plan into action. So now he's saying, well, okay, first he says, get in my mind how much money I desire, what's exactly am I going to give to get, and then he says, establish a date when that comes. Well, how do I know it's going to be there? How do I you know because you're going to fix it in your mind and you're going to then, 4.4, is you're going to develop a plan. And now now you've got the plan sketched out. Def create a definite plan and begin at once. That means right now. You have to say, this. I'm looking for all the things that I'm thankful for tomorrow. And I will be very thankful for all the things that, that God has given me and the talents that I'm using that he's given me and to be in this wonderful country that we live in. So I've got those things in my mind that I intend to possess and I've created a plan and I do put it into action. And I have written out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money I intend to acquire and state what I intend to give to get and describe in detail your plan to accumulate it. So now I thought about it, and now I have it written. So what's the next thing? I have to have focus. I have to focus my life, my mind, on acquiring and the living out that plan. So it becomes a life plan. And in my case, I finally got to a place where I, like people say, uh, well, when I used to work, full-time, I, I put in uh, a lot of hours. I 
Saturdays and Sundays were just other days to work. And now that I'm older, I only work half days. Those are 12-hour days. So that's instead of 24, I get to only work 12 because I'm on half day because now I'm older and I'm retired. So <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. But the, the idea is you want to think about these things. How do I get to this place? How do I get to be 75 and feel good and know that I have assets that are working for me that allow me to work on a project like restoring a golf course to a community asset where people can come out and enjoy their families and enjoy their retirement times and enjoy just being out in a beautiful place, in a park-like setting. that's that's what this whole planning thing is. And like I say, I started my first plan in writing when I was 19. I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And that's where most of my things come from. I, I'm, not, I'm not some kind of intellectual that knows how to do a lot of stuff. I just know something if it works. I don't need to know why. I just need to know... If it is to be, it's up to me. That just comes straight through. I mean, I had good parents that taught me good values, and that's really how I like to live my life. So that's that's in Chapter 3. That gets you the six practical steps, and I want you to know I've done this seven times in my life. I've sat down, I've reached my goals, but I didn't realize it didn't make me happy to reach the goal. It was like, is that all there is to it? And then you sit and say, well, no, I'll just make a bigger goal. But the thing that I've tried to put in place here is once you get to that stage, that stage in your life that you have defined your, your what success means to you, and you're in a place where you can reach those goals, where you can actually feel things that are that are going to happen to you, then you got to say to yourself, well, what else do I need in my life? And that's balance. The whole idea is, here is having balance. So if you if you can sit there and try to figure out um, what it is that you want, what makes you happy, and what, what is going to make you happy, happy is being happy with the things that you get. Success, again is getting the things you want. Happiness is wanting the things you get. So that we're, when we're at that that stage, you're now ready to look at chapter four, which is uh, how to get started. How do you how do you do that? And I'm going to give you four or three different sentences that I want you to think about and write some stuff out. So just get a pencil and paper out and think about this. Make a list of potential roadblocks or barriers. See, I'm starting out with a negative. Which Barriers which stand in the way of your reaching your goals and achieving success. Oh, now he's getting me to think of the bad things. Well, I want you to think of the You've already decided what you want, so you've got your mind set on success and you're, and knowing, knowing that in this country, if you work hard and smart enough, you can achieve anything, any financial, physical goal that you set for yourself. This is a country. You can do that. You don't have to always be dependent on the government. You need to look at it and say, I'm going to, this this Tom guy is asking me to depend on myself. What a concept. He's asking me to think about myself as a productive human being and understanding that I have talent and ability. I just have to find out how to make that achieve the things I want. So where we're at now is understanding what preparation do you need. So when you look at the success you have and you look at where you're at now, now here's this guy telling me I've got to think about roadblocks. Well, 
That's because I want you to prepare to figure out how to dismantle the roadblocks or the barriers in your life. And that's called moving yourself out of... It's moving yourself out of your comfort zone and into your new expanded comfort zone where in your new expanded comfort zone, you can actually say, my God, if it is to be, it's up to me. Therefore, these are the things that I'm going to do so that I can reach my goals. I'm going to define how much I want, how much I need, what I'm going to do, at what time am I going to have that? And I'm going to write out a clear, concise plan to have it. Gee, what a concept. I mean, does this really work? Well, it worked for over 10 million people with Napoleon Hill. It worked for me as an individual seven times in my life until I figured out that I also didn't get happiness. I reached my goals. I was very successful in reaching goals. But now I'm successful wanting what I'm getting. My wife and I are extremely happy doing what what we're doing with our lives right now, and we enjoy each other, and we enjoy the time that we have together. We enjoy the times that that there's things that she wants to do that I don't. She goes and does those, and I do the things I want. So it's it's a perfect blend of us each reaching the goals that we want. So here we back to this first one. Make a list of potential roadblocks or barriers which stand in the way of your reaching your goals and achieving your success. Well, one of the things is you may be making $2,000 a month and you did your goals and it says you need $5,000 a month to have the lifestyle you want. Well, it's obvious that you're not going to be able to save enough money at $2,000 a month and keep spending the way you are and not investing to have the, the more things and to have your money, your wealth, produce that 5000 a month plateau that you need in, say, five years from now. So you set a time limit. Sometimes I would... I, the longest one I set was uh, uh, from... 19, which would be actually 20 to 40. That was my first goal. I had a plan. I wanted, By the time I was from from 20 to 40, I wanted certain things to happen, and I wanted to be at a certain place. Well, I messed up, and I got there when I was 27. Okay, that's, that's in the book, and I, I talk about that. Well, it took me three years to figure out, well, maybe I can do better than that. So in 10 years, I want to make 10 times more than I made in my first 30 years. So then I did that. And then I I just figured out that, well, I have to keep expressing these things in terms of money until I got to a place where I figured out the more money you make, you wind up being a target as much as anything else for people that like to redistribute your wealth. And so you spend all this time fighting to keep what you got, let alone make, have it earn more for you. And so I figured it out that I didn't want to keep striving for more wealth. I wanted to strive for more happiness in my life. And so that's the thing of having balance. So I work 30 to 40 hours a week in in my businesses, and I work... 30 to 40 hours, I mean, so a total of 70 hours in um, volunteer work. So in my volunteer work, I help victims of domestic violence at Eve's Place. And we've, as I mentioned on the show before, we take people from 10% of the people leaving and getting jobs to 75% leaving the shelter and getting jobs and getting their lives back together. I mean, I still get emails every day from people that write and say thank you or ask me questions. I'm I'm at this roadblock. I don't know how to get rid of this barrier to getting to this next stage. And they'll write, and so I email them back. So Tom at SinCityCountryClub.org, you can reach me here, and I will answer you within a 24-hour period. Uh, any kind of question that you have about what we're talking about on the show. So those are the two things that we can 
that we can work on. Um, one of the one of the other things is 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 take time now and think of some of the roadblocks or barriers that stand in way of your reaching your goals and achieving success. Okay, what what would be number one? Okay, I make two thousand. I need five. My gap is three thousand. The barrier is I'm not making enough money to move up. And in this economy, it seems like I can't get a full-time job. I can only get these part-time jobs. Well, start working on part-time jobs that give you experience to eventually do the things that you want to do in your life. So instead of just taking another part-time job because... I need to make more money because I want to spend more money. Take a part-time job that all it does is go into your investment account. So you may want to go to work for a real estate broker or you may want to go to work for a property management company. You may want to go to work in a restaurant where maybe that's what you want to do and later on in life is own a restaurant. <clears throat> I don't... I don't recommend that that route but real estate is a great one and property management is a great one it's it's a business that almost anybody can pick up if you're if you're just slightly ambitious so anyway work on on those things that are barriers that are stopping you so if the money gap is is the problem it's you're going to take your time to figure it might be go back to college there's a lot of online schools and if you can't, if you don't have a computer, you go down to the to the county library. They have computers, and you hook up and do online uh, college, or you can go to a junior college. So there's a lot of things you can do. It's what do you want to do? If it is to be, it's up to me. Your job is to remove barriers. Some of the barriers might be you just don't think. You can do it, but if you if you write down these ten two letter words, if it is to be, it's up to me. And here's this guy sitting on the on the show saying to me, "Well, if you don't have the things you want, you have to figure out a plan to get them." And guess what? If you do that, you can have the things you want. I just want you to be positive that you're going to be happy with the things you get. So this takes planning and it takes it takes time. You have to you have to devote I would I would tell you when you're getting started out, I used to spend at least an hour a day. Every day. I would sit down and if nothing else, I would stare I would have a pencil and paper, no radio, no background, no T V, no nothing. Pencil and paper. And just sit there and start thinking and visualizing what it is that I wanted. Who do I want to be? What do do I want to do? What do I want for my kids? What do I want for my wife? What do I want for my wife and myself? What do I want for my entire family? And then you figure it out that it's, it's totally open. The field is open. There's not a lot of people striving to get through and open up uh, businesses or to do these different things. And having a business, there's if you want to do that, if you can't get a job, start a business. And what people say is, oh, well, I need to borrow some money to start a business. No, you need to get a customer. Go find somebody that will buy a product or a service from you, and that's what you do. You just make a deal. So you go out and get a customer. So if you want to clean pools or you want to uh, do um, any kind of a service business, you want to do uh, home decorating, you you know, whatever it is that you have a skill for. And if you don't have the skill, you just have the, the desire to do that, then you go to your computer because everything that you want is there. There's schools that will teach you. There's people that will take you in as an apprentice. There's everything. Whatever your mind can conceive, you can achieve. So if you start out with that principle and believe it, 
that means every day that that doesn't mean every day you just sit in your it sit in your bed and say well i'm going to achieve all that that i can conceive i'm just going to lay here and wait until it comes no if it is to be it's up to me i'm going to get off of my behind and i'm going to sit down with my paper and pencil and i'm going to decide what is it what's keeping me back what is stopping me from reaching my goals and I'm going to write down the things. And it's very tough to overcome what I'm telling you, is once you write down negative things, then it's hard to convert, switch gears, and get your mind back on to positive. But I want you to be on this positive, that if it is to be, it's up to me. And you have that firmly in your mind. That's what goes on the top of your page. Ten two-letter words. If it is to be. It is up to me. Then you write down these barriers. Then you write down some ideas about things you can do now to remove any or all of those barriers. So here's the idea. I don't have a college education, so I can't get this job I want. Well, what do you have? Well, I don't have my... I don't have my high school diploma. Well, then you go to the to your public library and you figure out how to go online and do a GED and you study for that. You find out what's necessary. You get your high school diploma. Then you go over to a junior college and you start taking... You don't go and pass an entrance exam and do all that stuff. You go and take a class. You can take morning classes, you can take night classes, you can take day classes. Anytime that you're not doing something toward your goal, you can be in school. And I highly recommend junior colleges, if you don't have your college degree, junior college with night classes. The teachers are usually people that have worked in business and are augmenting what they're doing and they're starting up a business. So they come back to college and and teach, but they're giving you some real-life information. That's how I got started with real estate. I, I took a real estate course, which is 27 units at El Camino College in uh, Gardena, California, and <clears throat> the teachers were superb. I mean, just absolutely. And helped my business because one was a real estate lawyer, and I talked to several other ones that were actually... Um, in appraisal and doing appraisal. So you learn <clears throat> how do you deal with people, with appraisers when they come on the property. Do you just wait for them to go out or do you meet them? So these are things that you do in this overcoming the barriers. You sit down and think, what's stopping me? If it's education, figure out how to get it. If it's um, financial or if it's uh, experience, you find out how to get, how do you get experience? You walk up to some company and you say, I I have four hours a day that I, I would like to give to your company in exchange for um, an internship. I will work for nothing and I will try to do something here that so I can get an entry level into this kind of thing into your your industry. And so you, almost everybody would take an intern that came and said, here's what I've been doing, here's what I've been studying, this is why I want to do this, want to be in this business. And you don't tell them because you want to start a business and go in competition with them because they're not going to be happy to help you then, right? So you just go and honestly say why you want to be in that industry and what you want is somebody that will teach you how to, to be a, a top performer in that in that space. So then um, the, the third thing you got to do is list some ways in which your life will be changed when you achieve your definition of success. Now, <clears throat> if you get a million dollars, and that's very easy, all you have to do is save $25,000 for... Uh, 40 years and um, or 25 years, then you will have the, your your million dollars. Well, the p- 
point of it is, if you're looking at it and you say, wait a minute, um, if if I'm if I'm saving this money uh, and I get to a million dollars, and I know that there's a thing called inflation when I get out there to my 40th year and I have I have my million dollars, it'll probably only be worth about three hundred thousand. Well, that means that someplace along the way, not only are you saving this money and you're putting it aside, you're also having that money work for you. And the idea is your money works for you so you don't have to work for it. And that's, these are cliches, but this is, it, it actually works. That's all I'm telling you. And I'm trying to say it in a way that you'll say, well, you keep saying the same stuff to me. Yes. I'm trying to say, get your paper and pencil out and start writing. If you have any questions, I want you to feel free to contact me at uh, Tom at Sun City Country Club, uh, and feel free that you can you can contact me anytime with questions. I'd be very happy to to answer uh, and work out any kind of uh, problem that you have. My my service is free, uh, and if you or uh, feel that you can afford uh, the book. I mean, I, I sell the book, too. And again, the money goes to help autistic kids. I have a program here where uh, we, when we sell books, uh, they go... Uh, the, the, the autistic kids learn social skills and motor skills. I'm not trying to teach uh, autistic kids to become uh, PGA professionals. That's, I mean, that's not what this service is about. We take kids from usually 9 or 10, depending on their behavior, uh, up to around 18. And we, every time I get enough money to do that, um, that's a program that we, that we put on here at Sun City Country Club. We're Sun City Country Club's in Sun City, Arizona. We're west of, of Phoenix. And uh, there's a lot of different programs set up to help autistic kids, but I don't think there's many of them that can actually teach them a sport where they can learn the social skills that you learn from golf, which is integrity, honesty. You can learn some math. You can learn uh, how to interrelate with people. It's the only sport you play where there's no referee except yourself. You are the, excuse the expression, zebra. You're the striped shirt of golf. So when you're out, it's you that has to call penalties on yourself. So if you do something wrong. So you've got to know rules and regulations. And these are all things that autistic kids love. They love to know exactly how something is going to be done. So when we teach them golf, we have them, we have to tell them, okay, there's, we usually try to limit the class to 10 people, and so there'll be 10 of them in line. And the first one, you say to each one of them, you stand here and you just watch what's going on over here because we're going to have you do it <clears throat> and repeat this next. Okay, so when, when your turn comes, this is what you're going to be doing. So you stand here until then, and we'll come back to you. So now they know all the things that's going to happen and exactly what they have to do. Then you take one of the, the kids that's ready up, and they are shown how to They we use a system called Snagit, which is not you know, to teach them how to drive 300 yards or something. It's just to teach them some motor skills and to teach them some inner relationships with other people. So that's what we do with the finances from the book. Um, and like I say, it, it it has helped several several of the kids. I get some very nice letters from their, their moms that, that really thank me for getting a sport that the that their son or daughter can be involved in. And that's that's what the whole that's what this whole thing is about is, you know, once you get your own food, clothing, and shelter taken care of, that you can actually give back something to help other people achieve the things that they want to do. So um, we're not out of time yet, but um, 
I don't know what else to cover for you today. I just really want to say to you that I really hope that you can take tomorrow and look at all the things that you have that you are thankful for. And the things that you're not thankful for, the roadblocks and barriers in your life that are keeping you, that are standing in the way of you reaching your goals. And that means, of course, that you have your written goals, right? We have to write our goals down on paper. Yeah, that's 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 all part of this. So when you look in things that you're thankful for, if you list the I always tell people to do a Ben Franklin close. It's just make a T on the paper, up a, a eight and a half by 11, you draw a line across the top, and in the middle of the page, you come down from that line down to the bottom. And on the top of the left-hand side, you, you write, things I'm thankful for, and on the left-hand side, write things I am not thankful for, things I need, barriers, uh, bad things in my life I need to eliminate. And so you start writing down the things that you're thankful for, no matter where you're at, if you have your health, you have everything, everything you need to get to your next step. So if you have your health, you write down good health. Then you have, if your mind is working and you decided to be in charge of yourself, that's the next thing you'll put down. And then thankful for my family, thankful for my kids, thankful for my wife, thankful for my friends, thankful for being able to share some of the things I've learned in my life. And believe me, life lessons don't come from everything working out the way you want. It's how it works out at the end of it that makes it worth it. I mean, it doesn't mean you're not happy going through it, but it means that you're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have some highs and lows in your day. Some people are going to be nice to you, and some people are going to be mean to you. Some people are who they are. You just have to know who you are and have to keep constant with that. So write down the things that make you, that you are thankful for, and then over on the other side, write down, don't don't fill it up. Just put down the three biggest problems that you're... I, my parents didn't pay for my college education, so I'm not a college graduate. Oh, gee, boo-hoo. You know, I don't have a college graduation uh, degree. And then write down, what do you think you'll do to remove that barrier? What do I really... Is it that big of a barrier? And if it is, let's get rid of it. Let's go back to school. Let's get the education. Let's get the skills that we need to do the things we love to do in our life. If you make your work fun, you'll find out that it isn't work. If you have a passion for doing it, you will be in a much better place. And one of the things I heard the other day that I want to share with you is that one of the old-time philosophers, not, I mean, within the last hundred years, made a statement. People will do almost anything if you don't call it work. You can get the most production out of people doing things they want to do. So you're one of those people. Find out what it is you want to do. What, how do you, how do you write your your death certificate? How do you what do you want on your tombstone when you're gone? Oh, Tom left and he had all these problems and barriers and he had all these bad things that happened to him. Is that what you want to say, or do you want to say Tom had a lot made got a lot of experience in his life because he wasn't that bright and he made a lot of mistakes. And sometimes it was just his pride that got him in trouble. Okay, but he took that experience and was able to benefit himself, his family, and his friends, of which you are. And I want want to end today on, on saying to you that I want to thank you for 
listening to me. I hope that this does some good for you. Um, next month I'll be back. It's it's Christmas time, and I do believe it's called Christmas. Um, I I don't go for the holiday stuff. I go for Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and I go for I'm very thankful, and I hope you are too. I hope you will join us next month. Call in. I'll be live at 9 a.m. on the last Wednesday of the month. Um, you can always reach me. Uh, you can look us up on blogtalkradio.com, Boomer and Babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment or join in our discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. That's where you could buy the book, or you can just read some of it, read some of the information we put up there. And um, once again, this is Tom Legring signing off for Dr. Terry Munther and myself, reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. I want to thank you very much. Have a great holiday. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.